All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Serious Angler podcast powered by our friends over at X2 Power Batteries. And we are back. We are back with another fantasy fishing episode. It's been like, I don't know, it feels like three months, even though it's only been probably a couple weeks. Elite Series, please stop scheduling your tournament so close and so far apart. Like, it drives (laughs) me nuts. Like, let's do making our fantasy fishing schedule like. Come on, give the people yeah. what they want. No, I was kidding. <laughs> let's let's do back to back and then take a six week hiatus and do back to back and end the season. Like, who does this scheduling? I just want to know. Like, like that's a good question. I don't know. I'm pretty like, sure why? Deacon actually did a uh, episode on that with uh, Mr. Eric Lopez from Bassmaster. Yeah, and I mean, but, I get why they do it, but why do they do it? Like, right? <laughs> you get eight why? or nine tournaments a year, and <laughs> Then let's just let's throw back to back to end of the year, and then the season's done until January next year. It just drives yeah. me nuts. Like every yeah. couple weeks would be fine. Like let's throw a tournament every three weeks, have them traveling. But I understand like the schematics of it. Like we can do back to backs and give them four weeks to go home with the family, then do back to back. But it, from a viewership yeah, standpoint, no. it drives me nuts. I get why, but why? People agree with you in here. Yeah. I love it. Captain Knowledge in the, is in the building. I love it. We got a bunch of people rolling in. We got our usuals that are here just about every episode. We appreciate you all. Uh, as always, you know, a little bit delayed here, but as always, I'm your host, Bailey Eggbrett, and with me is the captain, Mr. Andy Full tonight. We are hashtag Bartless, as people love to comment just about every single Last episode. Bart. Hashtag Les Bart. Yeah, I think because uh, I think Bart has made one episode yeah. this year. And funny uh, story, he said he would be here, and but he chose the bar over us. I so. brought the bar to the episode. Yes, think he's out, boys. <laughs> <laughs> laid back, laid back atmosphere right. today here on the Fantasy Fishing Show. <laughs> Love it. No, is is uh, the unfortunate part is we don't have Deacon tonight because Deacon is traveling he's been hunting he's been working a bunch he's been gone and uh it's unfortunate because i don't have somebody to argue with tonight and usually it's deacon uh usually we have a nice go at it sesh but uh he'll be back he'll be back eventually he's, it's just one night and he'll be back for the mississippi river show next week but uh, obviously this week we're gonna be previewing lake oahi which i am very excited to uh dig into which a couple quick things actually before we start diving into st lawrence river kind of doing the tally that we have for our little game going on um, really fast. For those that are going to be watching Lake Oahe, I highly encourage you uh, if you want to uh, on Thursday at 11 a.m. I'm going to be guest hosting on the Omnia fishing where they do the simultaneous broadcast uh, of the Bassmaster live event. I will be on there as a guest host for an hour. So Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on Omnia fishing, head over there and uh, talk some bass fishing, bring your friends, and uh, if you guys see anything juicy on that website, we have discount codes below where you can save yourself some money on a tackle order. But that's going to be pretty sick. And Andy, one quick thing that I wanted to bring up that I thought was sick. I don't know if you saw it in New York. So the state record was broken. Oh, yeah. A, and then a month then ago, kid caught the same fish that was the eight same pounds. damn fish was caught again. And there's like picture proof. The <laughs> guys like talked to the guys that actually broke it and still, like traded pictures and compared it. The fish that broke the state record in New York was caught again. It was like seven, like 10, seven pounds, 10 ounces or something like that. That like, dude, that's sick. And it's, if and if MLF hasn't done it already, that place is going to be 
murdered. And I feel so bad for that lake because it's mm. going to get blasted. Yeah, it's um, it's putting out like nobody's business. Yeah, but like in the turnaround of things, right? It seems like every lake in New York this year has put out just absolutely Dude. insane bags. I don't know what's up with like the air in New York or if we're about to hit like a giant collapse in the next like two to three years, but literally every lake besides a couple is are fishing out of their minds. But Jim's got a funny comment here, just like barbless hooks. Oh yeah, that's great. Ask Pack. I hope he does his eye. Woo, ouch. Yeah. I don't know if people heard that, but Clark Wenlit is out for the rest of the season with an eye injury. Uh, that's big time. Like, I, I mean, stuff that comes with your eyesight is way bigger than fishing. So yes, uh, hopefully he can recover just fine. Uh, let's see. What? <laughs> just like barbless hooks work for conservation, Bartless shows work for suicide. Love it. Love Ouch. it. Yes. Which actually update Bart will be on in five to ten minutes. So <laughs> we, are, we are hashtag Bart Bart. More Bart. I guess. Are more Bart. Yeah. Bart, Bart full tonight. Bart full. <laughs> Bart full. Yeah. Um, it, we have a request from Bass Pack starting from bucket E to A tonight. Would anyone else like us to do it that way? Might get confusing for me and Bailey since we're simpletons with our brains, but we'll um, get freaky. Yeah, we can get freaky. Would anybody else like us to get freaky? Like, throw it in the comments. <laughs> that was a like... really bad question, Andy. <laughs> Probably should stray from asking people that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't take it to context, all right? Eat yeah. it. <laughs> if, if anyone's listening to this on speaker, I apologize if anyone else is in the room. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, that's hilarious. All right. Oops. Well, let's start digging into this a little bit because I don't have any, unless you have any more news for the folks. No, uh, let's dive into the two century belts at the St. Lawrence that I'll admit I said wouldn't happen, but who knew we would get four perfect weather days in a row. That was the most like surprising part. Yeah, that was kind of well, which by the way, you did call the full moon. Not that that there's going to be a full moon because obviously yeah. it's easy to predict, but how it affected the fishing. Yeah, yeah they were all most of the guys who wild them caught them shallow. Which was incredible. Dude, it was a hair jig fest. Yeah. That's basically what it was. Hair jig and, I mean, people obviously scoping, but yeah. beyond that. Uh, real quick, we got David Jong in the chat here. David uh, is over at Angler's Channel. If you guys don't keep up with Angler's Channel, I highly recommend it. Pretty and, sweet outlet in the fishing industry. And David, we all want to be like Bailey. No, you don't. Wins no, you like, don't. every kayak tournament in New York, travels, top 20s all the time guy is killing it in 2022 okay we're gonna start talking about st lawrence river here uh want to be bailey (laughs) good gosh all right well i'll kick it off because i had a miserable tournament my worst tournament of the year actually i think i think it was my worst tournament of the year i'll have to go back and check it's pretty damn close if not um my picks i felt sure i felt really confident about that event and had BP, who was unlike, well, started out as BP in sixth place, but then dropped to 25th. And then had Takuido, went from 26th to 13th. Uh, Josh Douglas, who finished in 52nd, which was actually kind of surprised me. Um, and then, of course, unfortunately, Jonathan Kelly did not have his Bassmaster Open showing and finished in 78th. And then Justin Atkins, my fifth tournament after picking him this year paid off for me and he finished in 15th place nice. so I, I rounded up to 1010 points who you barely got me bud 
Barely got me. At least I'm not last. Well, actually, quick update for the folks. So the current scoring is Andy and I tied. Bart at 19, one point above us. So Andy and I are tied at 18, and Deacon's at 15. So Deacon is still winning by three points. Oh, gosh. I might be in last after this tournament. I might be getting the fun- the, the special surprise. Uh-oh. <laughs> so <laughs> I had... might actually be getting freaky. <laughs> yeah. I got Chris Johnston with six, Taku Ito with in 13th. Josh Douglas, 52nd. Bernie Schultz, Bailey called it, said would have his worst tournament ever at the St. Lawrence with a 46th. And Daisuke Aoki, who came in 83rd, which I was widely surprised about. He was the one who uh, hurt me pretty bad, and I finished with 990. Yikes. Yeah, that was my worst. That was probably my worst tournament I've had in a while because I've been stringing off some real good ones and then bomb. How does the the smallmouth guru not call the smallmouth tournament? I don't know. I picked some pretty like dependable guys here, and Group E for me just wasn't good because I didn't trust Justin Atkins. So, like, yeah, should just taken Justin Atkins. Well, we'll show him that clip when we get him on the show here soon. He's coming on here shortly. That's <laughs> that I didn't trust him. That I yeah, that's right. yeah, that that'd give me some good clout, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, for folks coming up on the show, actually, Justin Atkins is going to be joining us here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, this Thursday, or sorry, this Friday show will be Mr. Ben Milken coming back on the show, which that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, so, all right, you're currently in last. I am currently one place in front of you. And we have Esther Adam Bartuzic, who will be hopefully joining us here in a second, uh, coming in at 1,071 points. Oh, so Deacon got him, I think. So Deacon got him because Deacon, let me pull up his text here, came in at 1,197. So Deacon wins another week. Oh, holy crap. He's alive. He exists. More Bart. legend himself. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Saying it's I'm a, it's a, after, what, a four-month fiasco? Yeah, Something hiatus. Like <laughs> yeah, I am here. It, from Love being it. here in spirit, but now we're, we said it's a Bart Fold night, not a Bartless night. Yeah, so no, like applauses in the chat, everything. I would like beers. <laughs> Everybody flank beers. Here we go. I'm back. I made it. Here we go. <laughs> I think they're saying Bart Chug. <laughs> Bart yeah, Chug. what's the... Uh... We got Bart, Bart, Bart. Yeah, all we right, cool. Yeah, we can do that. All right, here we go. What? Uh, <laughs> so what's our place is at? I heard you were giving points updates. I want to know where I'm at. Yeah, so here, here's the update here, okay? So you got second in this one, the St. Lawrence River. Andy and I had shitty tournaments. I told um, Andy, I thought I did well. He was like, I was talking to him earlier. He was like, I think he's in last. Or you're in last. And I'm like, I had a really good St. Lawrence River event. I don't think I could be last. So, so going into St. Lawrence, you were in last place. So, <laughs> okay. So, it's Deacon close. Deacon has 16 points now after his win this week. Bart, you have 21. Ooh. Andy, you have 22. And I have 21. So, Bart and I are tied... For second slash third. 
So it's very hard to t- catch Deacon right now, basically. Basically, Deacon has to get last. So uh, we just gonna... got it. We're fighting for who has to fish with the dick lure, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which now everyone knows that's the punishment. No one knew that. Okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> my bad. All right. Get back right. on the live right. stream right. and I screw it up and be like Bart. <laughs> Bart's out of jail. No, he's back in jail now. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, and we're back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, fantasy fishing is back. That's hilarious. Yes. Thank God. Oh, God. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, pretty much Deacon needs to bomb out. So, I think what we need to do is pull up some money here and, uh, you know, persuade Ronnie Moore to change his picks the night before, go in the system and uh, mess with some stuff. I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, Deacon's going to ride this one safe, I think, for the rest of the year. Probably wise. And uh, he probably has it locked up, but things happen. Things can happen here. Things can get freaky. That's why I think I went completely opposite of his picks here to even have a chance to uh, try to get different points than him. But I'm still just trying to make sure I don't get last. Yeah, I I, like ahead of time we knew his picks, and I switched a few just to get away from the same picks. Did you guys go through your St. Lawrence picks, or are we not doing that anymore? We did already. We we quickly just breezed through them uh, because people are here to talk about Lake Oahe. Uh, All right, let's do it. And that's what I think. I think, do you have any experience on Oahe? I know Deacon has fished it once or twice. No, I don't have any experience there, but I know fair enough about the place from talking to, you know, walleye guys and guys who smallmouth fish it to have a general idea of what's going to go on, but. I got gotcha. you. They're probably going to be fishing like deep ledges, not deep ledges, but they're going to set up kind of like ledges, just graphing looking. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you guys didn't know about Oahe, so Oahe is a smelt lake. So I don't know if you guys have smelt by you. Um, smelt are like, yeah, they're like alewives. They're just little, I don't know, yeah. five, six inch minnows on uh, smelt swim everywhere. And since it's a smelt lake, they could catch them in. 150 they could catch them in five feet like it really just depends what the smelt's doing if they're on smelt and not on crayfish um stuff like that and generally with those big smelt lakes like especially in a lake that's not pressured um you can find monster schools so it should be really cool i think it's gonna be a really good event the one thing i did look at i don't know if you guys took this into account with your picks i did it is going to gas on Thursday and Friday. Like, there's a chance they might have a wind day. It's oh, going to be blowing hard on Fun. Friday. Yeah, I see. Hard. North, out of northwest. the north, too, which, like, that's what 18. stinks ships out there. Yeah, I see uh, Wednesday – or, sorry, not Wednesday. Uh, Thursday is going to be north at 15 to 25 miles an hour, which that Ooh. lake runs north to south, if anybody doesn't know. Friday, that place gets mean, man. Like that place is probably, I've heard from guys say it's worse than the Great Lakes because it's long and narrow and there's nothing blocking the wind. It's down the pipe basically. Yeah. So the wind and the winds like, like with the Great Lakes, you can ride them, right? They're these big rollers. You can do your thing. Well, there, they're just going to kill you. Like that's like a Kentucky Lake setup. Yeah, exactly. It just goes right down the funnel and crushes you. Well, Friday says north northeast 15 to 25 with 20 mile an hour sustained which is 
Well, yeah, like I, like I said, they might have a win day. Yeah, it, and it dies to five to ten on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, brutal. So I mean, you you might see a northern advantage as guys that are better in big water. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Those okay. be guys who just know that they have to deal with it. Yeah, we got our buddy Donald back from Scotland on another episode. What's going Wonderful. on, Donald? <laughs> that was, I, I sent some sarcasm in that. Do you have like, something against Scott? Oh, no, no, it's great. <laughs> Sorry, I was just looking to the side. I did, the guys are chilling outside. So, oh man, Pete Rock saying some things. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're pissed we're not getting dinner right now. I just oh, sat at a two-hour-long Bass Nation state meeting, and they're like, I want dinner. I'm like, I got to hop on this so I can show my face. So I can show your face. <laughs> well, dude, if you do actually need to go get dinner. Like, no, we're good. We'll go get dinner. Means. It's been fine. It's been a okay. while. I like right. – um, so we can talk about this real quick, too, this Team SFL fishing. Wind's going to be tough. Water being low be a problem. So I, I think with smallmouth, I don't think low water mo- matters really that much. Like with a lot of these northern fisheries, because like where they live is an area where water level will not affect them. Like they they smallmouth are very instinctual and they move enough that like it's not going to make it hard. Um, honestly, I think low water can make it even better because it just congregates them more. There's less yeah. water for them to get away from you um, and they're going to go right to the bait. And if the bait can't hide, there's less area for it to go to. That's you get more, you get more big schools. I completely agree with that. It can make for better fishing, but also with that water being lower can make for more dangerous fishing, especially with the winds being the way they are. It can make things pretty, pretty damn interesting. Um, David, we're going to get to wait for this tournament at the end. And actually Bart, what we're going to do, the folks asked us to go start at bucket E and go up to bucket A. Yeah, sure. We can do that tonight. Um, but yeah, so weather wise, that's going to be brutal. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, I'd say they probably would, I, I would agree that they might even have two wind days depending on how bad that first day is. With yeah. And I don't know if they're going to push it back or just cancel it or cause well, it's I, a back to back. I don't know what they're going to do, but like, dude, oh, and right. like people are like, Oh, send them out, do whatever. Like guys, 20, 20 to 25 mile an hour sustained winds on Oahe. Like that lake extends half of the Dakotas. Like it's, we're talking hundreds of miles long. Like that's, people die there in walleye boats. So it's going to be gnarly. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. It, it's going to be a very interesting tournament to watch. So stay tuned. Obviously, it's going to be, it's going to be kind of rowdy. I, I think, think it's going to be better. It's going to be, we're going to see bigger weights, uh, obviously, than 2000, 2018. Um, not because I think like fishing's changed. I don't have that knowledge to say if the fishing's better or not, uh, because I didn't know the fishery does in 18 and I don't know it now. Um, but I will say because of the advancements in fishing electronics and how good guys are with them, I think you're going to see bigger bags because of that. Not drastically, but I think you'll see the from average. knowing from knowing the fishery and stuff. What I would say is you're going to see bigger bags for several reasons. Number one, they're taking out out of the middle of the lake, not Pierre. So they can get to where a lot of the best smallmouth water is without burning a full case of get or tank of gas. Um, number two, the fishing has gotten better. Um, 
the average out there is really good now. There's big fish. And like there's like Troy caught the state record out there last year. Seven, I want to say four, right? Yeah, seven, four, maybe seven and a half. Yeah, we got Team Bass Pack in the chat saying uh, it was seven, four. Yep. So he just got the state record out there. There's definitely more of them. And um, the other thing about there, too, is people need to remember the last time they were at Oahe was the end of June. And as you guys know, a smallmouth, that's like immediate post-bot, which they're very scattered. They're hard to find. They weigh nothing. Like, the weights were low. Um, We're here at the end of August. Like, this is when those fish, like, feed bags are getting on, and they're going to be heavy, and they're going to be big. Yeah, here's a quick thing here from dylan did you guys see livesey's post today for the walleye oh yeah 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 it blew its air bladder out yeah. <laughs> 13 pounds that that is one Oof. thing that i think he's just met well i think he probably was being honest that he caught it that deep but i think one thing to remember is that might he might be kind of playing a little card against the rest of the crew yeah because like do you like it's dangerous to try and keep smallmouth from that deep of water well here's so with smelt fish this is from my experience fishing smelt fish like kagama northern stuff they they live above the the thermal line yeah like they're they're in 10 feet but they're over 150 because the smelt is deeper so you're gonna be doing that but he probably's out there and sees a giant mark and he's like what's that drops down to it boom 14 pound walleye like that's a monster (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm curious if he kept that thing or not just well i mean fact I, it was dead the moment yeah, it got that's what I'm saying. he would have opened its mouth there was a balloon on the inside of it you could have <laughs> yeah. yeah jar jar binks looking walleye that's pretty good. much <laughs> yeah uh on that being said because i like that comment um guys tonight we're giving away a bunch of prizes we got uh hobie eyewear shades we're giving away we got a queen tackle gift card omnia fishing gift card uh, which, by the way, we're two tournaments away from crowning somebody with a $250 Omnia fishing gift card for the overall winner for our fantasy fishing group. And then as well as some Hummingbird and Minkota merch we're giving away tonight. So make sure you're putting in your predictions, some hot takes, conversation starters, all that jazz, and we'll be picking four winners to win all that stuff tonight. So, boys, do we want to start getting into this this jazz? Yeah, sure. Let's dive into in our bucket E picks. <clears throat> all right. Even though he's not here, he did win last week, so we'll give him the honors of, of going first, but we're just not going to have our long-winded Deacon explanation, and I don't have anybody to argue with tonight, unfortunately. So, Bart, maybe I'll argue with you a little bit. That's what uh, I'm here for. <laughs> so, Deacon, uh, his pick for Bucket E, he's going with his pal, Mr. Alex Redwine, who had a great term at St. Lawrence River, and I would imagine he's going with Redwine for the pure fact that Red wine is really good, a small mouth, but I don't think I, I want red wine to do well because we like red wine. He's been on the show a bunch, but I think it's a completely different fishery that sets up than a Lake Erie. Yeah. So he might not, struggle. And I don't know how good he is with forward facing sonar. All those guys are good with it, but when you're chasing suspended fish, it's an entirely different technique and Bart can get into that even more because he yeah, knows. Some- so, well, I actually – so the funny thing here is, and it's going to lead to one of my other picks, but I picked red wine. And I picked red wine. One, he's good with smallmouth. And if you're good with smallmouth, you can figure him out everywhere. That's yeah. kind of – I think that's – north of the Mason-Dixon line, not talking pickwick, stuff like that. 
Like if you're good at Northern smallmouth and that's what you do, you can figure them out anywhere. Um, you think some spotted bass guys will do well here? They could. Yeah. I think some spotted bass guys could definitely do well here, but I think what helps Redwine honestly, more than anything is who he's rooming with. Yeah. Shakir it. Yeah. Like I told you guys at the beginning of the year in the preview, I didn't know Jay was going to win the St. Lawrence. I figured he'd do well there, but, and we'll dive into that pick when I get there. But I, I figured this event was going to be Jay Shakira's come out party. So, um, him rooming with Alex, him and Alex work together. Alex is a good smallmouth fisherman. I don't feel really good about the other guys in that bucket on big water out there. Alex is young. He'll go out there and like <laughs> young and dumb. Hard my friends get the shit kicked out of him for a day. Um, <laughs> my kidneys hurt. That. He has no problem with that. So okay. that's why I picked Alex. It is definitely different than Erie, but like, right? It's still smallmouth. Like I like that perspective. Go catch him. So different from Red Wine, the guy that I went with. Uh, is the complete opposite in terms of uh, where he is at in his career. Mike is much older. Uh, Mr. Iconelli uh, has been there before, not that specific part of the lake, but he has uh, some experience in terms of how, to an extent, how that lake sets up. Uh, and while he's not having the greatest season, the one thing that Mike does very well uh, is when everyone's on a clean slate, granted some guys did pre-practice this place last year, uh, he does very well when it's a new fishery and everyone's relatively on the same grounds. Not saying he's going to go out and win the thing, but to have a good finish and have as hard as it, this bucket is, I think I could be a very solid pick in terms of being able to ground out a solid finish. Yeah. So that, it, it's hard to it's hard to bank on Ike. Typically, any other season, Ike is your guaranteed top thirty, but uh, this one, you know, I'm, I'm going to take Ike and bucket E. I like Andy? it. Yeah, um, I was on the red wine Ike train. And because Deacon, you know, we got to catch Deacon here. I went with Bailey's pick on Ike because I'm like, I need points. So even if they finish close or somebody catches a bigger fish or one or two points higher, like I just need more points. So I'm going Ike and Ellie and he always just seems to catch him on tough, weird fisheries that nobody else has been to. So it's a good pick. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people in the chat saying Justin Hamner potentially. Um, I don't, I don't like. I'm that. not sure. I agree with the pick. I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he's done. Yeah, I can't really make it any case for Justin Hamner. I, as much as we'd like to see Justin Hamner do well, yeah. I think the only person here. you could, yeah. I think one person you could potentially give a, a very similar to red wine uh, is a Jonathan Kelly, but I, I, for smallmouth, I think I'm going to take I would take red wine over Kelly in this one. Out of anyone, I would give a shot. It would be Daisuke. I could see that as well. That's, but that, that's but he, about it. But he absolutely bombed at the St. Lawrence. Like yeah, but I done. also know that a lot of people haven't been to Oahu, and a lot of those guys spent a lot of time out there. That whole crew, once right. it got announced, they went out there for a while. So I could see that, but no, I just think – I definitely oh. think it'll, Red Wine or Ike and Alley is kind of your two picks in that pool, in my yeah. opinion. Agreed. All right. Bucket D. We have Deacon starting us off with a guy that did okay 
there back in 2018. So he has a little bit of experience there. And that is Mr. Paul Mueller. Uh, kind of having a tough season, but a guy that is very good for facing Sonar. Uh, uh, is very good with crappie, so it's, he's not a, afraid to chase suspended fish. Uh, I think it's it's a, I think it's a good pick if he can if he can figure out his groove. Bart, I'm gonna assume you had a very similar pick. I want Mueller. It's dude, I, the lakes he fishes. It's the same type of thing. Suspended bait. You're chasing them in the waves. We've seen Mueller out on Ontario, not caring about the waves. Like he's gonna be fine there. It's a forward-facing sonar event it, for the most part. Like, and also with that though is dropping on them. Like, it's an electronics event. These fish are pretty dumb. Um, you should be able to catch them kind of any way you want. And he's a good smallmouth angler, and he's just good at catching them. So it, it's Mueller's had a really bad year, but when you get up north, like you can basically wipe that slate and be like, well, he's fishing his stuff now. Like, you know. I, right. I don't see him having a bad event here. Yeah. And I know it's high percentage, but like there's all, once again, there's no one in that bucket. I'm like, Oh, I'll pick you instead. Like there's just really no one there that I feel good about on that body of water. Cause the other thing is like, I saw a question. I can't remember who said it, but someone asked if we'll see a large mouth, you're not going to see a large mouth. I don't even know if there is large mouth in Oahu. Like there's, there's, I believe there's some, but they're almost there's like, some, but they're not big. Like there's no grass in South and North Dakota. Like there is not, there's some ponds that have some giant Larry's in them. But for the most part, the major lakes, like, like devil's Lake where you went, I think you went ice fishing there, Bailey. There's no large mouth in there. There's none. There's not one. Yeah. I don't think like, there's bass in general. Yeah. No, there's none. So that's kind of a thing out there. So there's no one really to bail you out. You know, you kind of just got to go with this. Gotcha. So I, as much as it was hard to not pick Mueller for the exact reasons you just said, there's a guy who I have had unapologetic, uh, unsupported confidence in this year and has burned me most of the time, but on St. Lawrence paid off. Uh, Bart said goodbye. <laughs> He's a uh, and a guy that needs this thing, a guy who has his back against the wall, a guy that needs to keep his dream alive, a guy that I've been on the water with recently and watching him absolutely smoke smallmouth, scoping them and do it really well. And a guy that I don't think is afraid of big water. Uh, and I'm going with Justin Atkins because uh, he's – I know, Andy, you're shaking your head. Because I pick Atkins like basically every other tournament this year. But... You love Justin Atkins, man. I know. Like, I know. You guys make a lot of fun of me about my Minnesota picks. You pick Atkins way. Well, yours more is like across A through E, the whole damn state you're picking. Hey, I'm just picking we're, one. We're guy. getting to your Minnesota picks, all right? Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting there. there. Yeah, like, yeah. And um, and I'm going to defend myself. And, <laughs> and I'm going back to like the same thing. I can't pick the same pick as Deacon, so I guess me and Bailey are going to have the same lineup. So I took Atkins <laughs> as well, just because I I heard how he can fish with forward-facing sonar. And quite frankly, he just needs it. He needs another big finish to survive. So He's like right on the border. We tallied it up the other day. And like if they take, was it like if they're taking 20 or something like that, like he's like right there, right on the good side. But like any, I think. Talking about Atkins? Yeah. Yeah. 
any slip he's done. So you're going to see him bring it. So I think he'll catch him here. I just don't think he's going to catch him as good as Mueller. Which, but the thing happen. is, what he does at Pickwick will translate here because they're unpressured. Yeah. So he can literally throw a spinner bait all day on windy points. Like he can go throw a swim bait on windy points. He can go do that and he will catch them. And because they're eating six to eight inch shad. Yeah, they're eating, big, they're eating big smell. Like they're, they chase big bait. I, I think he does well. Yeah. I mean, but this is my completely biased confidence in a guy that hasn't supported me much from fantasy for, fishing this year. Seven out of eight <laughs> I would like to have guy. Justin on as a guest at some point for one of these fantasy fishings when you pick him and we can look at him and be like, would you like to know how much blind faith Bailey has had? In <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drum roll. Oh, it's a sight fishing event? Justin Atkins. Oh, he can throw a buzz bait? Justin Atkins. Oh, we're on the TVA? Justin Atkins. Oh, oh, up. He did well there once. Justin Atkins. Here's the funny part is he knows. He knows I yeah. picked him. Because we were at Champlain, and he like on his boat joking. He goes, "You gotta stop picking me for fancy fishing, man." <laughs> I don't you listen to him? <laughs> I, don't know. I just like I look at it, and I'm like, no offense to the guy, but he's usually in bucket E or D this past year, and it's yeah. like out of this bucket, who could do well? And like he's like he is not a bucket D or E angler. He is a straight up bucket A or B. Yeah, and he's just not fishing like Atkins the past two years. So you know, there's some terms to show out, but like. I don't know. I think it's something with the groove, man. I, I can't know. And I think we're, I hope we can bring that out, you know, and we have our episode with him c- coming up in a couple weeks, but I, it's, it's one man. It's just hard not to pick him for me. Like when I see yeah. it, I'm like, this makes sense because he is obviously his home is pay quick. He's done really well in the North, but like, he's also a damn good sight fisherman when it comes to spawning largemouth. Like there's back in the day or back at the, when he was on the BPT that he went head to head with John Cox on Lake Fork. Like, yeah, he, he, he knows how to do it. It's just, who knows what the situation is, but yeah, I, I do have, like, like I said, un- unapologetic off of what the fish eat there. I think that's a good pick. Just a risk with Kennedy, like we've talked about for two years. Shows up, doesn't show up. You never know. You literally never have any idea. I think the uh, no offense to Mark, but the 0.8% that picked Mark Menendez, there ain't no shot that dude is leaving a harbor with the way his back is this year. <laughs> Yeah, he ain't no, risking it going I, out I in the water. Pick Menendez. It's just like literally, that's like one of the things in fishing where like we don't talk about like physically who can do it and demanding, but like that's a point of like, dude, he can't go out there. Those waves are going to be enormous. Like he's, it's going to suck. Yeah, that is going to be no. Be interesting live coverage. Yeah, it'll it will end the service and pretty sketchy out there. So I don't know what we're actually gonna see. We could see even better stuff after the event, to be honest. Like mm. just from GoPro stuff, you mean? Yeah, and like bass still recording, but like they can't put it out live because there's no cell service. Dude, they're in the middle of a prairie. There ain't a tree out there. Like they're in the middle of nowhere. Gussie's posting pictures of bison today. Like they're in a different world. <laughs> Like everyone says it's like the surface of the moon. That's what it is. Yeah, I wild. saw on Alex Redwine's story today. It was so stupid, but it made me laugh. It was like a oh. dad joke. He posted a picture of the buffalo. He goes, "My favorite sauce." <laughs> I, re- I actually replied to him and I said, "That's not like what we call it here in Buffalo." <laughs> I was like, "I was like, it's called oh, hot sauce God. in Buffalo, not buffalo sauce." And he he just started laughing. I love that it. Is- 
Uh, it was just like a dad joke. It was hilarious. All right, here we go. Here's a question. Bart, being that the bait is six to eight inches that they're chasing, are we going to see a glide bait play at all? So I don't think he'll catch him on a glide bait, but like, I know, like, I mean, Andy, you might even do this for derbies. I know one of Hayden's like big deals in practice of some of our smallies derbies, use a glide bait to find them. Cause smallies are curious, man. They won't eat it, but they'll chase it all the way to the boat. Um, basically the only time I think you catch smallmouth on baits that big is pre-spawn mm-hmm. and, and, or late fall when they're chasing Cisco. But uh, middle of the summer, like, yeah, they're still eating bait that big, but I don't know. It's just there's better well, ways to catch them. Well, and the I, issue, too, is, like, what we don't talk about. It's like a, this a, tall. Yeah, a small <laughs> a smelt might be eight inches long, but it's literally like a ribbon. Yeah, like, if Bailey could show a picture of one, if you Googled it, because a lot of people down south probably aren't familiar with smelt. Um, there is a lot of lake herring there, too, but any smelt factory, they're going to chase smelt. They're like this um, long, about yeah. They're this super tall, long, and, and their eyes like, are like honestly, this big. they're like the profile of a worm. Yeah, like the worm you throw on a drop shot. They're like like that's basically the profile. It's and long they, and slender, and these big moon eyes on them. Like the yeah, eyes, and they got these wicked teeth for a minnow. They're wild fish. Yeah, they are wild looking, yeah, and they taste good here. too if you fry them. Yeah, yeah, smelt. <laughs> super skinny. Like here's here's probably a good one here. Yep, mm-hmm. smelt. There's your seven and a half inch smelt, rainbow smelt. Yep. They could easily fit in a small mouse mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, well, here's the thing. Here in a bit. Are I we think, on bucket C now? Are we rolling? Yeah, we're on bucket C, but I think really, really fast. Like, I could definitely see Zaldane throwing like a six inch mag draft with a stinger, something like along those lines. It could play. I don't for, think they'll eat it. I, yeah. So somebody asked prior in the chat, and I replied to them in the YouTube chat asking if the big baits will play. And I think there's opportunity. I just don't think it's efficient. Here's a bait that could play here if they could throw it, and it would be an awesome event for it. It would be a rig. Oh, God. And But, like, it would be situational. Like, are you on a windy point? Like, what are you doing? What about hollow bellies? Yeah, I mean, maybe, but it's probably going to be like a 3-8 Kytec or 4-3 Kytec. But not like the fat body. You're going to be talking about the easy shiner, the long and narrow one. Like, Mm. profile. Like, they're all about profile on those lakes. It's very big. Well, this question, Dylan here, started a pretty good conversation. So, Dylan, you won yourself a $25 Omnia Fishing gift card. Dylan, nice. get in touch with us, whether it's social or send us an email, and we'll get you that code sent out to you. Congrats on the Omnia Fishing gift card. Guys, we still have Hobie Eyewear Shades, Queen Tackle gift card, and Hummingbird Mancota swag to give out, so keep these comments pumping. It's been a good night for engagement. We appreciate you guys tuning in here. Oh, and I, but, uh, yeah. I want to touch on one thing, Bailey. I keep seeing people commenting Carolina rig. No. <laughs> these fish look up. They don't care about anything on the bottom. You're not going to see. I I could be totally wrong, but I would be really surprised if you see, like you might get one or two on a tube, but that's because a tube falls like this. Like other than that, I don't think a Carolina rig, football jig, anything like that's really going to play. These fish look up. Like Andy, you know on Erie, like the first thing you do when you go out in the morning 
is you figure out are the smallies looking up or are they looking down? Yeah, and you can tell right on your electronics what they're doing. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you'll see, like Bart mentioned, you'll have the small swim bait. You'll have top water, I think, could play. I think you'll have spinner bait. I think you'll have guys out deep throwing like a, a Demiki that are, yeah. especially if they're scoping these fish. That's how I, I think. I mean, I, that's how I think it'll get won. But yeah. Like moping or just like targeting specific fish? We'll get to one of my picks soon. But uh, <laughs> okay. I, see I think a black hair jig will be really good too. Like a black okay. hair jig is going to be good. And a or what about is, like a white hair jig? You guys want to talk about a cool bite that we could see? Because normally up in the Midwest, the wind is dead in the morning and then it just builds. You guys could see some really cool top water blowups in the morning. Like smallmouth don't eat top water. Like 70 yeah. feet of water throwing a spook. Yeah, like <laughs> 70 feet of water chucking a spook, and that spook gets sent five feet in the air because he missed. I think it. you'll see you'll see more <laughs> like uh, yeah, yeah. I think the guys that throw the spook will have the best TV, but the guys that throw like the chapos and the ploppers will have the best bikes. I don't think they'll catch them though, because I've tried it and they won't eat it. They, they just like knock it. the shit out they of it. They want it going. Like a uh, like a Berkeley sexy dog, right? That's Berkeley. That is straight king, my friend. Straight <laughs> king, whatever. The, we could go with that. Keep going, dog, Berkeley. Like a sexy dog's a really good one. That one will get bit a lot. An evergreen shower blow that'll get bit a lot. Spook. Definitely see the shower blow. Hey, Forest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I didn't even think about a pencil popper. Yeah. Over a spook. Those small yeah, mouth probably don't see it that much. Well, you can keep it in one spot. That's he, more than anything. Is, when they miss it, you can like be like, "Please, you hit it." How <laughs> about miss it again by five feet? You will see like, more topwater bites here and at the Mississippi River on smallmouth than you will uh, anywhere else. What about the uh, new Z-Man Hellraiser? It's uh, got I the new profile. Maybe your Z-Man seen, guys. I haven't seen that. It's basically a chatterbait pencil popper. Yeah, with like a line tie (laughs) under the bill, and it does this through the water. It's just like (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to spice up the conversation. (laughs) Anyway, so let's go to bucket C. We got sidetracked pretty hard. Yeah, it happens here, Bart. Yeah, I know. I know it's been a while, but that's what we. (laughs) Bucket C. Can I just say mine? Because then you guys can make fun of me for a while. Yeah. Uh, sure. You already know who it's going to be, but it's smallmouth. It's up north, and I know he went there in the fall, and I know he knows how to catch him. Austin Felix. You already know oh. it was going to be Felix. Yeah, that's not who I picked, but I thought that's who I thought you were going to pick. I, okay. And honestly, faith. I, I think the, knocking on wood for my boy, but I, I would be surprised if he's not fishing day four out there. Dang. I, and I th- I'm not saying he's having a bad season, but he probably could use it this year. Yeah, no, he could use it. He's driven. He's been out there, and um, it's his style. It really is. Like it's his deal. So I got you. Well, for Deacon's pick, I, I do like the Felix pick, especially. I mean, at forty percent, I think people are pretty heavy on the uh, Felix train for this one. Uh, a guy that is not his style, but a guy that Deacon has some confidence in, and a guy that's surprisingly shown to have some success in the north when lake fork is basically his bread and butter deacon is going with mr lee livesey mm-hmm. which i think is a very intriguing pick 
Probably because he saw I caught a giant walleye and he thinks he's on him in 74 foot of water. Yeah, I don't think that would convince me to make that pick. No. no. <laughs> I don't know why you'd pick Lee Lewis in that. And I wish Deke was on this show to tell top us why. Water. Yeah, but like, what were we just saying? Uh, for top water, you're not going to catch him. Big spook. Yeah, but you're like, you don't catch him on the spook. No, I said you catch him on a spook. You said Chapo. And I was no. like, no, not a whopper plopper. Well, I thought you were saying that you, that you don't hook up with the fish when they, you're throwing a spook. At least no, you don't hook up with them. You're just going to lose half of them. And <laughs> you're going to see your spook go 10 feet in the water. It's going to come in twisted nine times. Like, yeah, like it's like you chuck it back and you're like, eat it this time, please. <laughs> and they miss it by 10 feet. And the next yeah. cast, they eat it. Smallmouth are dumb. So I think this is where people are kind of getting misconstrued with Oahe. When they hear smallmouth fishery, they think the same thing, right? When this is a completely different fishery in how it sets up for smallmouth. We're, we're like, talking long, slender bullets of smallmouth. Think, Ooh, think about this fishery no, as... Andy, they're, they're short and fat. Are they really? Yeah. you just the, the last ones you've seen there were post-bond. So it, it, it's just like, it was a very not accurate representation of what that lake actually is. All right. I'm thinking well, like what you saw Mark Daniels doing is what's going to happen. It's just, it was a start of it. He was catching him on a dead rig, wasn't he? He was scoping. That was like the first pan optics, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah it was. Yeah, I think it's, this is going to be interesting. But yeah, leave a leave a seat. I'd be Ooh, very. We can give Bass Pack my my prize for that comment. I am up <laughs> north at a tournament. I'm at an Airbnb. Otherwise, I'd be in my out of the launcher. Bass Pack, <laughs> I swear, has won every single fucking thing on the show. Well, he's <laughs> very good. I like this guy. You, you know what that means? The more you comment, the more chances you have to win. And I know there's a lot of people viewing this right now. So the more you comment, the more you have a chance to win. So win some prizes. Yeah, you heard yeah. that. All right, what is he going to win, Bart? Homer package. Homer package? Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. Nice, nice. All right, let's see. Did you guys do your picks? So Deacon picked Livesey. I did Felix. Uh, you did Felix. Coming. I'm finishing editing the rest of it. I've had a very busy summer, hence why I haven't been here. Heard heard that. Heard that. But, yeah, like, really quick to, to Andy's point, guys. Queep. Uh, queep. <laughs> Keep, keep, keep uh, up with the comment stuff because it's not like a lack of, you know, comments. Because like Bass Pack is here every single time, and we have loaded in the comment section, and thousands of people listen to this. So it's not like we're isolating the guy. I mean, he's just literally he's here all night. He gives good comments. That's right. He does. That's right. He's always there. There's <laughs> their like spam the <laughs> quip commenting boys. Yes, Jordan quip. That is the the term of the night. Um, so for my bucket C, I am going the same thought process that you are, Bart, but I am going with Mr. Josh Douglas. That's a good pick too. I like it. I don't I was, have any uh, other reason beyond that. <laughs> I was I just, torn I, the, only, the only reason I picked Felix over Douglas is I knew Felix was out there. So I don't know if Josh went or not. I like I I don't know. He could have been. I feel I like he's the kind of guy to go and not tell anybody. Yes. And Felix told me, so maybe I'm blowing that, but <laughs> told me he went. Fair enough. 
<laughs> oh, Forrest. <laughs> He's here Forrest to bully Bart and bowl. tell him He's how so nice to me. I love Forrest. <laughs> oh, so God. Good. All right, Andy. Who's your pick? Yeah, my, uh, I was torn between Douglas and Felix, and it seems like every time, no offense to Douglas, I pick him, he hurts me. So I went with Felix. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. Minnesota um, train, except for Josh is great, but like Felix is just so good on these fisheries, man. And he's proven it over the years. He has a bad couple derbies, then he'll top ten of you. It's what he does. Oh, I don't yeah, I don't say you're wrong, but I think now that you guys are all picking Douglas, I gotta go different here. <laughs> no, we pick Although, you have Douglas. We, well, I'm sorry, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. If yes. y'all pick it, Felix, but granted, the though, scotch, we, scotch I, is getting we should head. just all go Felix. And because Deacon's going Livesey, we're all giving ourselves a shot here. Oh, we're all good there. I don't think Livesey is going to do good here. So I'm fine with that. If Deacon gets it, he earned winning this, but he left the door wide open there. Watch Livesey will freaking win the damn thing with the season. On a big seven. spook. He's going to throw a saltwater spook, a nine incher, and they're just going to eat it because they've never seen one that big before. And it's like an eight-inch herring swim bait imitator, and he's going to get on a weird herring bite. Yeah, watch. This is the one that Chris Zaldane wins on his freaking eight-inch glide bait. Like this is (laughs) Five bites a day, and they're all six pounds. Not going to happen. This will be the one of them today. You see Zaldane pull up with like a a one-and-a-half-inch swim bait, and like you got to throw in this small so they eat it. And you're like, dude, one end of the spectrum or the other. Let's meet in the middle. They're smelt eaters. (laughs) Oh, swim bait. They'll eat it. Like when he was at – I forgot what that Oklahoma lake was, but he was throwing the Okashira head with the three-inch spark shad. And we're like, yeah, and that should get chewed here. Yeah. Like, that should be one of the rods on every guy's boat, in my opinion. That Okashira head. I could definitely see that. It's a very good smallmouth head. Yeah. And a spark shad whales, except you can only cast it like 30 feet because it helicopters <laughs> so much. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so that Okashira head. get it. <laughs> you throw it and then once it. out of like every 50 casts, it just goes <laughs> right out there. And you're like, yeah. I did it. <laughs> so the the best way I found to fit now we're off topic. The best way is to go upwind and throw with the wind because a helicopter will carry it forever. See, so I, so much I'll throw it twist. into the wind, but I basically figured out you got to lob it. So it's like you're skipping a dock, but like you oh. roll it and you kind of just chuck it out there. That's the best way to do it. Because otherwise that thing goes nowhere. Oh Stupid my gosh. Shed. So good. Okay. But so Sorry. Dumb. Anyways, we can get back to bucket B. I can go on bucket B if you guys want. Sure. Yeah. So uh, real quick to get out of the way, just because we don't have his explanation. Uh, uh, group B for Deacon is Jason Kurt. He's going back yeah. to back. So I'm going to go. Uh, I'm also going to go Jay Shakirat. And this was, I said it at the beginning of the year. This is Jay Shakirat's come out party. Turns out it was at the St. Lawrence, but this is really going to be his come out party because he's going to go back to back. And Oof. that's where people are going to be like, oh my God, this guy's like the best smallmouth angler in the world. Well, he has that walleye smallmouth knowledge. Dude, he's been there since he was like a month old. His dad's been fishing walleye derbies there for 25 years. Like before he qualified for the elites, like he's been there a ton. He knows where all the big smallmouth lives. He knows like things guys will never find, like in terms of where – 
his dad has caught them trolling spinner baits in a hundred feet of water. Like he knows so much about that fishery. He might not have spent a ton of time there, but he knows a ton about it. It's right in his wheelhouse. And like he showed everyone last week, Jay Shakir is one of the best smallmouth anglers in the world. And like, it's not even debatable. Like he is really, really good and you can't phase him. He doesn't care about big water. You got to go with him. And I, I seriously think it'll go back to back. Like I'm dead serious. Damn. Well, I'm not okay. sure when what you're else... hot, you're hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. So I was, I was very torn on this one. Um, I really wanted to go Seth fighter because he's been having a tough year and he's really good with small mouth. Uh, but basically for the exact reason that Bart just said all that, I am also going Jay Shaker. Yeah. <laughs> and I will accept that this is the same pick throughout here, but I was very, very, very torn. And I don't think I changed his pick to like two minutes before the show from fighter to Shakur. Um, it was very, it was very hard to not go with fighter on this one. I just think a, uh, a guy like Shakur, like you mentioned, with the time, but all, not that fighter's bad with his electronics. But I think for, this is going to be a forward-facing sonar event. I think it's pretty dang easy. Shakur, it's a no-brainer. Oh, Ronnie, yeah, Ronnie's in the well, house. I didn't say of all time, but he's one of the best in the world right now, which he is. I mean, he finishes in the top of Surgeon Bay. Jay wins almost every smallmouth derby in Wisconsin back home. He beat Schlapper. Like, he's one of the best. Kid catches him. Like, it's what he does. I'm sure there's guys that we don't even know about or, like, they're only known regionally or locally. That yeah, Adam Nye, about. the guy who fishes yeah. team trail team events with. Like, yeah, Jay's Adam might be better than Jay, but they're, like, yeah. Adam's been like dead close to making the elite, hasn't he? I think a couple times, yeah. <laughs> All right, Andy, round us out here. <laughs> That's an easy one. Shakira. No, my I'm, God, we're all yeah, good. But like, I will give it a little bit of debate. Ronnie Moore, I put his picks up here a second ago. I did have Perch, and I've probably switched it seven times, but it seems like every time I choose Perch, he bombs. And if I want to choose him, he does great when I don't choose him. The so thing to remember about the thing to remember about Clifford Perch here is uh, last time they were here, he figured something out day two, and then brought in the if I remember right. Ronnie, tell me if I'm wrong, right? but I think he brought in day two, three, and four of the biggest bags each day. He just couldn't quite overcome it to beat Daniels. Ronnie could tell me if I'm wrong, but I I, I think I remember that. So I, Clifford Perch would be my other bet. There's some interesting picks flying in here. We're saying we're seeing some Jason Christie's. There's uh, a lot of them, but I also don't think people understand how good Jay Shakira actually is. And he weighed 101 pounds of smallmouth, and he's going to weigh a lot of them again this week. I'm almost half tempted to change my pick to fighter just for the pure fact that we're all riding the Shakira train. But I'm going to ride that Shakira train. I think Seth's pretty it's hard, it's happy hard not to. AOI last year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's going to go beat himself up out in those waves. I think he's going to enjoy himself. So Ronnie's nice chiming in here. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's what I thought. Yeah, it was big. He had, he had a lot of big bags. Was, and, and he had over 20 pounds a couple times, if I remember right. And and it's really hard to choose against Perch in smallmouth events. It's just either he flourishes or he's like second to last for whatever reason. So, yep. and he's got that Southwest clear water, like finesse mojo to him. That's awesome. So, <laughs> Rodney. Oh, God. We got some good questions coming in here. That's Or the comments coming in here. All right, before we get into bucket A, uh, for the folks in the comment section, because we still have Hobie Eyewear Shades and a Queen Tackle gift card up for grabs, uh, I want to hear, because we're obviously picking people for these different buckets, but who is your pick to win it all? Your one pick to win it all and why? Start firing it off in the comments as we go through this bucket A, and uh, we'll pick somebody to win some Hobie Eyewear Shades. Andy, that's going to be your pick. Oh, okay. You want me to start going on bucket A, or you want to say Deacons quick? Yeah. So Deacon, my pick again. I'm going to be pissed because we have like four of the same picks right now. Yeah, you're basically picking the same thing as them except for Livesey. Um, actually, you have except for Livesey. So he is going with uh, the guy who is his closest tournament of the year, and probably the closest tournament to him probably since they came back uh, in 2018. Uh, He's going with Mr. Brandon Polinick, the angler of the year leader. Yeah, that's a good pick. I don't think it's the right pick, but it's. I don't pick. think at this point, especially with the year he's having, I think he's shown that there's no place in the country that is a bad place to pick Brandon Pollock. Yeah, and he's not afraid of winning unless it's title or Florida. But he did win on the James. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Veto. Florida. Florida. It's just Florida. Florida. Yeah. It's and Florida he's starting to figure out Florida too. Like he yeah. top twenty the past two St. John Rivers. Yeah. So starting to figure. He's getting out there. Florida. He's getting there. That'll be his next win. Is well, Florida. we're seeing it in the comments right now. But we should definitely get Ronnie on the last show just so him and I can debate twenty four seven. Oh, great. and it'd be a Mississippi River debate. That would be a good one, Ronnie. It would be a good on? one. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him to come up to my house. He can do it at my place too. I've been telling him he needs to come up north for a Vikings game. Yeah, we'll we'll dual stream it. We'll dual stream it because I know Ronnie's got a good show as well. If you guys don't watch Ronnie's fantasy fishing show, highly recommend that with old old Kyle Jesse, probably the yeah. coolest dude in all of bass fishing. All right, so then my bucket A pick is not Brandon Polinick. My bucket A pick is if Jay Shakira isn't going to win, this is who I think it's going to win. Straight up based off of smelt fishing. I don't know if he's been here before, but it's Mountain Lake Herring. It's Gussie. That's what they do. And that's what I think the bait that's going to win is. It's going to be a big fluke. Like, that's how you're going to catch him. So, I'm going with Gussie. It's right up his wheelhouse. And he's not even – I don't even think he'll probably cast in practice. He's probably just going to drive around graph, and then on game day he's going to go drop on him. And, and hope there's no – everybody thinks dropping on fish is so easy with electronics and everything. And like Zaldane said at Knoxville last year, Zaldane found those fish and he couldn't get one to bite and he watched Gussie win the event. Like this is Gussie's stuff. So I'm going with Gussie, not a doubt in my mind. Well – by kind of the theme for the night, Bart, you've been just stealing my thunder. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, also going, <laughs> I'm also going Mr. Jeff Gustafson. 
Uh, I think this is one dude he can win. Yeah, I think if it was my too. pick to win the whole thing, I'd say Gussie. Yeah, I him or Gussie. I that that would be. I agree with that big time. I Here's my question. So you mentioned a big fluke. Are you throwing that on spinning gear? Or are you throwing that on casting gear? It'll be spinning for him. Yeah. Okay. Now, how big like of a fluke are we talking? Guys like a four I know or five? Who throw a big fluke on a bait caster are like fluking it, like actually shallow a fluke. It. Yeah. yeah, shallow water fluke. But uh, they're throwing it with a travel hook. Most guys throw it on a spinning rod. Some guys think they can throw it faster with a bait or further with a bait caster. I don't. Um, for the most part, it'll be a spinning rod. But it's like I think fishing a fluke is power fishing with a spinning rod. So are we no. talking like like a five inch fluke? Are we talking like on a jig head, like a three out hook? What are we What are we talking here? Could be either. I mean, he could like in the morning if it's calm, he could go on top of points and just like literally work it like a jerk bait. Um, little inside Ronnie dropping it. Thank you, Ronnie. That's gonna be a sick day one of live. That'll be really good. Fighters AOI drama. EP. Yeah. Mullins Cox will be interesting too. It'll be interesting to see if Cox makes it out of the marina with the twenty mile an hour winds. (laughs) <laughs> like uh, you're gonna see some water coming over the yeah that aluminum boat <laughs> might that's not be, be the scary. best pub for crestliner but uh <laughs> that's gonna be so loud like oh, people dude, around the slap gonna that's gonna make <laughs> but uh that that's a really good crew but yeah i think gussie yeah. will be throwing probably a weightless fluke and he could throw a weightless fluke in 100 feet of water too they're smelled eaters like they come up and eat it like they wait for that smell How, what's good the deep. uh what's the water clarity uh, I don't think it's very clear. That's kind of the crazy thing. I think it's like maybe three to five. Yeah, so big like, like that brownish tannic. Yeah, not tannic. It's just kind of meh, meh, like a mossy color. Yeah, uh, is it bad that like you? I said think it's more because of wind. I think <laughs> yeah. the wind hits the shore and brings it in. Yeah, gotcha. and it's just like there's nothing else. It's so silty. So, Mister Higgs is kind of doubling down with you guys here. So I think he's going to be the one. Because I've never seen him really comment much either. So I want to give the Hobie eyewear to somebody new. But uh, I'm going to go with Mr. Higgs here. Because uh, yeah. he's hitting the same points you guys are in. Definitely not afraid of big wind. Yeah. That Lund will eat that wind alive. So might be loud, but it's going to do well. Yeah, no, that so, Lund, he'll be fine. So Mr. Higgs, hit us up on social media or the email, and we will get those out to you. Heck yeah. So I, it's, I think it's funny that when you said meh, that like, I think meh. anyone else sees that here, hears that and they're like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, that doesn't help me at all with like what kind of watercolor you're talking about. But I know exactly what you're yeah, saying. Like you're a small guy, you're like, oh, okay, three to five feet. You look at it and you're like, man, they can see it. Really? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not chocolate milk. It's not clear. You're like, meh. It's like where you're looking for beds in four feet and you're like, God, this sucks. Like, <laughs> it's like a translucent like super yeah, translucent it's just, green it's kind pumpkin. of milky yeah i don't know how magical. you really explain it it doesn't look great yeah so like to put it in perspective bailey it's kind of like a lake alice when you're over like 20 foot of water oh yeah i know what you're i've been out meh. in the midwest yeah i've been in the midwest and seen the just water color. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so any like clay bottom mucky bottom lake it's, it's like the it's like the color. dirty it's like that visibility where like white glows Yes. Yeah. Well, it's actually, I think that watercolor, you're going to see a pink fluke 
or a chartreuse oh. blue. So I was just gonna ask if you're gonna see like chartreuse. I would probably yeah. throw pink personally, but I'm also not an elite series angler. That is one thing that like I can't get the hurdle over is people that throw pink all year round. I haven't. Oh, I do all the time. That's the first. I haven't gotten the confidence. Really? A yeah. Fly out here. Pink. We'll go smallmouth fishing. All right. Hop deal. in with Hayden. Me. Probably Hayden over me. But I actually might be flying out October. I've been talking with Tuma. We won't catch him on a fluke, though. <laughs> <laughs> However, we could catch him. Yeah, we'll catch right. him, though. All right. So, yeah, we got. All right. That means we got Queen Tackle gift card left up for grabs. Is that everybody's bucket eight? Andy, have you gone yet? Someone said we got to give bucket, we got to give Queen Tackle to Ronnie Moore for chiming in. I mean, hey, if Ronnie wants him some uh, tungsten jigs, we'll give him some tungsten jigs. But I'm sure Ronnie doesn't have any problem getting himself some tackle. More than likely. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, who's your pick? Oh, I'm going BP just because he fished there before and he can catch him anywhere, anyhow. And there's smallmouth. He's used to meh water, so he'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Like, if you think about it, he's not far from the Columbia River, and that's a very – meh water type of river if he's fished it yeah which i'm sure he has and that's very meh when you get out of the mountains so <laughs> drink every time people says if people say meh <laughs> <laughs> i think it's the best like, way to explain water clarity yeah is it good or is it bad because if it's bad it's like, you're like oh dude it's chocolate milk yeah. or if it's clear you're like oh it's super clear you're like what's the water clarity you're like meh you're like oh, i get it <laughs> it's like it's like a clear lake that's starting to algae bloom, but it's still clear. It's just meh. <laughs> it's funny. It's a great way. It's yeah. like this. It's like beer bottle brown, but clear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I so. love it. All right. So, so there's a lot of notable picks in this group A. I think that's one is. thing we should kind of roll through here. Is like the oh, one thing so I would cool. say is a lot of people are going to pick the Johnstons. This is not a fishery. I'd pick the Johnston. How about Taku? Like Taku could be a good. I would pick. He's been Taku. there. He's been a there. lot. I mean, he's I spent heard. a lot of time. He spent a lot of time there. Like there was another good comment in here too. Hold on, let me see if I can find it about Stetson Blaylock being able to find fish in deep water. He's caught him good at St. Clair on a crankbait. Do you think this is something he that could be catch good him for? on a crank here? Not on a crankbait, but do you think this is a lake that he could catch him on? No, <laughs> being honest, I don't think so. Maybe, but probably not. Like a really cool technique if people do it is literally like a lot of the guys out there in walleye derbies, they troll spinnerbaits through treetops and they catch like Lake Fork, right? So like uh, uh, Oahe has trees like Fork and that's how people first figured out the, the smallmouth were big. They were dragging, dragging spinnerbaits through them. Keith Cavias, Chase Parsons. Gary Parsons, those guys. And uh, nobody's done it in a bass derby. So I think it'd be really cool if all of a sudden you see guys scoping and throwing a spinnerbait down 20 feet on top of treetops. Like a one and a half ounce. Yeah, like, like you're on a ledge, but you're in the middle of nowhere. Like it, it's a weird thing, but I'd There's be interested to see if that happens. You like, got to dedicate time to that. but. Hmm. This is kind of. You, ever, you guys ever thrown a sluggo? No, I know what a sluggo is. I used to like cut the sides off of them slightly and fish them for walleye on a ball head like ten years ago in current, and you would catch some giant smallmouth doing. My that. buddy, 
my buddy just started a new company for pouring baits that's making the sluggo that was discontinued. A lot of people have been buying them around here. That cool. is the bait that I learned how to like just fish in general. That's yeah. what I caught my first bass on. It's what I basically threw until it was like the age of 12. Queen Tackle bringing up the sluggo, some bass fishing history. That's what I'm saying. Daryl Wilson, yeah. you have won the Queen Tackle giveaway. You're bringing up some memories of kind of like how I started fishing. Uh, so, dude, get in touch with us. We'll send you that $25 uh, Queen Tackle gift card, get you some some sweet tungsten jigs. Uh, but, dude, the sluggo was like – that was like – the times I remember, like from the earliest or the farthest back I could go was like when I was six years old. My dad would wake me up at 5 a.m., head to the lake, and all we would throw every day, regardless of the condition, no matter whatsoever, it was blowing. It was yeah. a sluggo. And we'd always catch him. Silver and black sluggo. Yes, the black back. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> silver, black back. Sluggo. That's right. That's right. Well, Daryl, if you're still in this thing, reach out to us. Uh, whether email or social, everything's down in the uh, show description if you need any links or email addresses. But uh, I think here's one, too, that's that's pretty good. Uh, Patrick Walters, and he's only at 1.4%, but with him being in, in forward-facing sonar, beat from the Carolinas. You I, know, we talk about spotted bass fisheries. I think he could do well. I'm not saying he's he can win. I don't trust him with smallmouth. I don't trust him with smallies. They're too weird. Like that's a, and there's someone, um, I can't remember who it was in the comments. I just saw it. Uh, Levi Schneider said I was hating on Stetson cause he's a Southern boy and not from Minnesota. I do like my Minnesota guys, but with <laughs> smallmouth, like you guys know, like smallmouth is a thing. Like if you get smallmouth, you get smallmouth. Stetson's done well on smallmouth where he can crank cause he's really good at cranking. This is not a crankbait lake. Like people have asked about Carolina rigs, throwing a tube, stuff like that. They don't look down. Like whatever way smallmouth are looking, that's the way they're feeding. And you, that's how you get to them. Like, yeah, you can catch a few on a tube when they're looking up, but that's because a tube falls in a cylinder. Like you'd have to falls. crack it hard and get yeah, it. Yeah, you'd have to crack it really hard or they'd have to eat it on the fall. I, I'm not hating on Stetson because I think he's a bad angler. I think Stetson's fantastic. If they're on St. Clair, I'm going to pick Stetson almost every time because he can catch him cranking. Um, I could even pick him at the Mississippi River, depending on what pool or, uh, yeah, what pool he's in. But it, just not here. I, it's not a crankbait lake. But yeah. what do we think the weights are going to be? I think this is the most intriguing. Ta- Ronnie wants in for five minutes. <laughs> Here, Ron, just text I'll him. I'll send him a link. You, yeah, you have his link. number, don't you? Just shoot him a link. Guest uh-huh, appearance, Ronnie Moore. <laughs> All right, let's go to weights. I want to hear what you guys think about weights. Oh, I'm I'm, whatever Ronnie wants to talk about. I am so torn on weights because if they have a wind day, I want to go like 60. But well, when Ronnie like, gets in here, we'll ask him if the, if he knows yeah. if they'll like extend it. I'll, but being so back to back, I'll I don't say think if they're going four it. days. Oh, okay. Bass Pack wanted to know this. I'll, I guess I'll address this before Ronnie gets in. Fair enough. Why not Johnston's? Um, I don't think this is like a great lake. And like they're good smallmouth anglers, like really, really, really good. But this is like you're fishing fish suspended over anywhere. Like they don't – 
you know, it's a little different. Like the, the Johnstons are probably the best sight fishermen in the world. Like no doubt anything, whether they're on a bed, off a bed, swimming around, whatever it is, they're insane. But I, I just don't think this is their type of fishery, which I could be wrong. Like Corey or Chris could absolutely win because they're so good with smallmouth. But I would pick other smallmouth anglers over them based on this fishery and the water Style. not being clear. Yeah. The water's not that clear. It's meh, like we said. There we go. What's up, Ron Dog? What's up, guys? What's up, Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. Sir. Okay. I'm trying not to be my dad looking at the wrong side of the camera and all that stuff <laughs> on my phone. I love it. Hey, Let's hear it. I joined in. I joined in late. I joined in on part of the fantasy talk, but I don't know if you guys broke down the different situations for folks who are tuning in that uh, Adam probably mentioned it, but Mo Bridge is, I mean, this place is like, what is it? 230 miles and it goes from pier all the way to Bismarck but only about 60 to 70 miles of that is North Dakota. So we're dealing yeah, with... You guys need to understand, Pierre is South Dakota, Bismarck is North Dakota. Yes. Like, so that, it that is long. Goes, it's, <laughs> it's so far up there. And then Mobridge, I did the math today on Google Earth with our maps guy. We were trying to label stuff because it is... Yes, it's the second time we've been here. Yes, there are 34 anglers in the field that are fishing that were here in 2018. But for one, it was full pool in 2018. It's 12 feet low this time because they haven't had the Montana ice melt every every winter and spring. It's been a lot less and less, so it hasn't filled it up to the full capacity. And then also we're taking off at Mobridge compared to Pier, which from there, that's over 100 and something miles difference because from Mobridge to the nearest marina that would have fuel once you get down the lake there's one right beside takeoff but that would be if you like have a, a gallon left and you're late for you're about to be you know out of gas right before weigh-in but if you're going down lake it's a hundred miles away so there's going to be guys who have a line of no return like if i go past this line i've got to go 30 more miles past it to get fuel before i come back you know and so that's a whole another deal um the one way we'll break it down on bass live is Mobridge is about 35 miles from the North Dakota border and they can't go into North Dakota because it's, it's kind of like Minnesota and Wisconsin was where they had yeah, the polling calling. rules. It's like a three fish limit or you can't call in North Dakota and South Dakota. So Lisa Talmadge and them, we just marked it off. Um, and there's no marinas up North. So if you ran out of gas in North Dakota, you're just going to have to hopefully hope for that 20 mile an hour North wind to blow you back, but oh, <laughs> all the way back down the lake. So it's 35 miles. You can go north of takeoff 35 miles. And then the rest of the playing fields down there, it's about 45 miles to the 212 bridge, which we would consider probably halfway of the lake. That's really the farthest place north that anyone went in 2018 was a couple of the winning guys were around that 212 bridge. But that was that was 45 minutes, 50 minutes north of takeoff. Now it's going to be 45 to 50 minutes south of takeoff. And so a lot of those common areas we saw uh, may not play and somebody doing an extreme going through a lot of waves and wind to get 80 miles south um, could end up having a lot of playing area to themselves down there if they get gas and can run around. But Ronnie, we were going to ask you out of curiosity for what you know in terms of wind and everything, what does it take for you guys to have a wind day? 
and this is not concrete, Oof. whatever, but like, yeah, it's, like that's, that's a real thing to be discussed right now at Bass, right? Because like it's going to be blowing 25 on Hawaii. That's a problem. Yeah, when it gusts, it's not great. And really, if you had an east or west wind, we'd be it doesn't money. matter. It would yeah. be money, but it's a north and south, and it's bad. And we've literally got a north wind day one and two, and a south wind day. Or I think there's like an east or west wind on Sunday. But like Troy Didi said, who's uh, who's done very well at Hawaii, he's set the smallmouth record there. Like, and he caught the second biggest one. Like in the same day, he caught the biggest one. He was talking to me about it and uh, and was saying that one of those directions is way worse. I think it was north was way worse than south. So day one and day one and day two, I don't know what the wind level is going to have to be for it to um, to cancel. But Troy said it changes by the hour up there. Looking yes. at the forecast on Friday, it was a uh, north wind and a south wind alternating days, and it was like 11 miles an hour. Now we're seeing a change in direction and speed um, where Sunday is like east or west wind. So give it two more days and it could change. Um, But I will say if we lose day one or day two, we'll lose it. If it's day four that's in question, if day four suddenly gets bad, that may be a push to Monday. We're not going to end the tournament, you know, on a day three or something on Saturday, whoever the leader is, win. Which yeah. it then gets tricky because we gave an off day, right? Um, for the Mississippi, so we have kind of a two day thing working here. We end the tournament on Sunday. They have an off day on Monday. Then they practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, or no, then they. I think yeah, we have. No, to... you're right. Yeah, I they think start that... practice. Yeah, they start practice on Tuesday. Yeah, because the tournament's Friday to Monday. Yeah. Friday to Monday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's right. So if we cancel. Or if we if we if we have bad weather on the final day, we will probably push that to Monday, which would then change the Mississippi River days. We'll either move all four days and it'll end on a Tuesday, or we'll have to adjust practice times um, because it's a back to back. But it's like it's like if we went from Florida to to Charlotte, North Carolina. Like it's like it's not it's not that bad. You just it, drive through South Dakota do an eighty two. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean that's true, but you know, against the <laughs> north wind, you're gonna burn twice as much gas. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you might out there. You might. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that just to just to put in perspective, because I've been thinking about history. I've been thinking about a lot of these things on how we're gonna talk about it. But we're not only fishing a lake we've barely fished on with a third of our field having experience on, but the third of the field doesn't even have experience on the portion we're actually gonna be fishing this week, and it's twelve feet low. So, um, some of those places you're catching them in 10 to 15 feet. I mean, John, right. it's John Coxwater now, those, bro- those rock piles in 15 feet of water, he can, <laughs> he can throw a crankbait, a bur- you know, a fritz side around those or something. So well, let's be um, real. It's a wacky Sanko. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I Great will say smallmouth bait. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's so good. And bef- before I let you guys, before I get off of here and get out of the way, um, I think, and I've said this the whole time, I know Brandon's really good at smallmouth. So is David Mullins. Over the last few years, he's been really good at smallmouth. And he's really good at forward-facing sonar. I will say, if John Cox or David Mullins, and I'm not even going to say, like, if Brandon Lester gets a top 10, he's only 15 points behind that, those two guys. So if he can if he can gain 20 or 30 points on Polinick, he'll be right there. If someone is within... 40 points or 38 points, 37 points going into the Mississippi River. I think they really do have a still have a good shot at AOI because we've been to the Mississippi River four times with Polinick on the roster. 
He had a shot to win one of them. He got DQ'd. Not, it was his fault, but it was a bad deal. Uh, he's made the cut once, and then he's missed the cut twice. So he's not like a shoe-in. Just because we remember he almost won one of them, he's not a shoe-in to do superbly great there. Then, you can also get stuck on sandbars, and you can also go catch 12 pounds a day and be two pounds from 30 spots. So if you the can nice be within 30 The nice thing about the Mississippi points, River, like you're saying, Ronnie, is it literally changes every year. So it doesn't matter how good you are there. Because that yeah. little hole you found, guess what? It's filled with sand now. Yeah, any time of year. We got to remember yeah. last time we were at Oahe, it was late June, and we fished the Mississippi River the week before that, so it was mid-June. This time we're fishing both these in August. So it's it, I'm going to treat it on day one at Bass Live as if we've never been there before, and I've got some key markers, key yeah. mileage things. Once we see on our private map of Bass Track where some of these guys go, we'll be able to really learn more about this place, But yeah. uh, if they get to go, like you said. But. Well, Ronnie, it's a little teaser to Mississippi River, too, compared to when you guys were there. But when you're talking about it live and everything, smallmouth are going to play way more this time of year than they did. It, it kind of reminds me of not, not the issue. Fighter. It makes me think of the Ott Defoe win. Yeah. Yeah, when Fighter caught 19 one day. Like, that's it's a very much a thing. When you get towards September, the smallies show up to play. Yep. And I've heard the frog bite's been really good there. It hasn't been the best water level, but there's been flow enough. There's been flow all year. It hasn't been bad. Yeah. 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 So it's going to be a fun two events. It's definitely one that you can't coast through. And like I said in the the comments earlier, if Brandon, where he's at right now, if he gets two top 15s or so, he will be at the same points mark that Fighter was for his spectacular season last year. And it's something we haven't really bragged about how good he's been. He's got to obviously do it. But if he gets a top 20 at Oahe, he'll be right there um, points-wise for one of the best seasons ever. Um, that's wild. For sure. so, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Well, thank you, Ronnie. Uh, before we let you go, dude, how is, uh, how's the munchkin doing? She's good. Let me see if I can Let me see if I can show you on here. She is. Oh, uh, just leave it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to awesome. take a baby up in one arm. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dude, we, awesome. did, we did the nursery work at church on Sunday for, for Marlo's age group, which I guess is zero to five months, zero to nine months, whatever. And I was I had like double double babies in my arm in the rocking chair and was pushing one in the face with my foot to rock it, you know, whatever. but we were, we were, we were loaded up with babies, which is cool. They're most of them are our friends in class, but she's doing great. Mama's doing great. And, uh, you know, we actually are very blessed because she is sleeping like 12 hours every night. Wow. Um, lucky you. You're so lucky. from seven thirty to seven o'clock, she's asleep and, uh, she's been rolling around. She's been doing all kinds of stuff. It's, it's cool. What's funny is my mom kept every report card, from when I was in school and she also kept so many clothes. And so we've been, we've been, even though I'm a boy and she's a girl, we've been wearing like some of the cute outfits that I used to wear. When I was Incredible. She wore something yesterday, the other, like last week, four and a half, five months old. She wore something I wore home from the hospital. That's how big of a baby I was. Holy crap. So, I was, I was a mountable one. I would be like right here. <laughs> you were a double digit. <laughs> yes. So when people say Ronnie talks a lot, well, I mean, I had to do something. I was the chubby kid. I had to. I had to. <laughs> for at least like for at least like a year, I was the chubby kid. You know. I love it. That's no, awesome. it's great. 
Well, thank you for the update, man. Thanks for hopping yeah. in and putting a Good lot of knowledge you, behind this. And, Appreciate uh, y'all. We've been we've been doing our best, and it's going to be a great one. Um, I, I don't want to take any of the knowledge that I just dished out as my own. Troy Didi is a former classic qualifier from the nation. Just a, a mi- I call this area, correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, the upper Midwest. It's the Midwest, yeah. but I'm going to call yeah, it the it's upper, upper Midwest. Midwest. Yep. So upper Midwest, um, it should be a good one. He said, you know, 20 pounds a day is a possibility, but he really expects someone to catch 23, 20, 22, 23 pounds, and then um, maybe back it up with some 15s and 16s and stuff and, and get around that mid-70s mark probably. So I look forward to yeah. it. Heck, yeah. Right. Thanks, Appreciate Ronnie. You, boss. See you. Nice to see you, buddy. Have you a got- good run, Ronnie. See you, Ronnie. Well, that's it. We've got some insider information from uh, yeah. Mr. Bassmaster himself. And uh, on the, the trail of weights, I was kind of going yeah. that same route. I have 74 pounds and four ounces, kind of going on the trail. Somebody's going to have 18 a day. Wow. If, I'm if very they have four days. This is where I'm very intrigued about because I have very different. But what Are you, are you okay. at 20 a day, Bart? I have 84.10. Woo! It's about 20-ish a day. 21 like a 21 day. in there. And if it wasn't going to be windy, I was going to do 97. Say what? 97? They got Holy crap. Oh, my God. I just know what guys caught in pre-practice. I've heard heard rumors from last year this time. And B-Rock's getting hungry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're cleaning this up right now. All right, Bart. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, I'm Bart. Glad well, I got to for... I got to go fish state tomorrow. I Good haven't luck, even Bart. made a cast. I'm fishing out of a Vexus, not my Camus. Everything's weird, but we're gonna go try to catch. If I get 15 tomorrow, I'll be really happy. But I'm gonna try to get about 18 to 21. Good so. luck, dude. Throw big bait, right, buddy. Good luck. Thank you for joining right, us here, boys. and uh, go have some dinner with B Rock. <laughs> oh my so. gosh. I what do you got for big bass? Oh wait, sorry. I, yeah. Get your well, I have seventy-eight thirteen because I always love to hot float like flirt high with ounces for whatever reason. It always seems to be like a low ounce that wins. But one of these days, I will get it right on the money. But um, what I am thinking for big basses, knowing what's there, I think ninety-seven pounds is very high. But I, I could see there being a lot of five to five and three quarter pound fish weighed in. Like, I don't know because it's not quite like there's a little thing on the Great Lakes. Every time, like Barb was talking about Mississippi River, around August, September, our smallmouth start getting fat again. And that's not because they're eating more, but it's because they're also starting to develop their eggs for the following spring. So I don't know how that translates to those upper Midwest fish, but I would assume that it's probably something similar because they're not like Florida fish, right? Their water's not warm. They can't just develop their eggs in a couple week period. It takes them time to grow just due to water temps dropping. So that's why you start seeing really big fish in the fall because they actually have their eggs in them on top of eating. So they're just growing. So that, that makes me question. I, I think you're going to see fish with big shoulders, but I don't, because they're chasing bait, I don't think you're going to get those big round ones. I think you're going to see round tall fish, but like more dart-like. 
slender, like our Finger Lakes smallies on where they chase alawives. Those type wow. of fish. After the MLF boys went to Cayuga, you can't really say that our smallmouth are dart-like anymore. Gobi eaters. It's the biggest difference. I think they finally transitioned to eating gobies in that lake about three years ago, four years ago. And that's why you're seeing them blow You're going to see a largemouth state record come out of that lake probably in the next two, three years. Oh, yeah. Like, even, like, look at Oneida, right? Like, the bass open that was there, there were so many fish weighed in over five. Because... They're eating gobies. And even at those Oneida fish, you can tell that they're changing. Oneida fish used to be not short, but they were rounded, but they were long. Now they're becoming wide because they're becoming more bottom orientated and eating more little 30 gram protein snacks and gobies every time they take a bite. It does something to the genetics of the fish and it makes them like a football as opposed to tall shoulders, powerful rudders. They get like short stubby tails, big round bodies, and they just don't swim as well. So it's, um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Deacon had 73 pounds and eight ounces. And I think out of all of us, Deacon has had the most experience on that lake. But then again, he's an elite series pro. Yeah. Like, Oh my God. Sorry. That was not what I was trying to say. He's not an elite series pro. (laughs) That's true. But he does, he does know a lot of the people that live there, so he would have insight, I would think. So, it was definitely a show we wanted to have Deacon on here tonight. That is for sure. And there's um there's a Instagram guy. I can't remember his name, but he's a guide at Lake Oahe that I follow. And he posted <laughs> a video the other day of like catching a five-and-a-half-pounder, and I think he said that was his PB on the lake. Hmm. So it makes me question how many – five and a half to six pound fish are truly on there in that lake if this guy is fishing there all the time and he's up around that Mowbridge area. So yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say big bass is gonna be six two. It could very well happen. It's smallmouth. I'm not saying six you're two. wrong. So that what would be thinking? a giant. Like that's a 20, 25 year old fish at that point. Well, I mean, look at there's a comment up here that said uh, Brian Schmidt was on Dave Mercer's show with Felix, and he said Felix said that if the if all the conditions were right, like St. Lawrence, it would take a hundred pounds. It's wild. So that's where Bart's getting his info from. Most likely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right. Yeah. What do you yeah. think is big bass on the dot? Five, eight, nine. 589. So is yeah. that five? Like a 514. Yeah. That number haunts me with smallmouth. I know. That's why I chose it. <laughs> <laughs> 515, 515, 515. Yeah. I think right. you caught like four of them with me. Four of them with you, but nine total that I tied my freaking <laughs> PB with until I finally broke it with a 610. Yeah, which is a oh, giant. So it was a giant. Um, yeah, so folks, appreciate you guys all joining in. Uh, the prize winners, uh, if you guys have not already, if you're still listening, uh, if you're joining in, please send us an email or reach out over social media so we can get you guys your stuff, your prizes, get that sent out to you. Um, if you have not already, check out some of the recent podcasts we've done with some amazing guests. We have Ben Milliken coming on for Friday's episode. We're talking some big swim baits in the summertime and kind of how you adjust throughout the year with big swim baits. Um as Bart led to, big swim baits even prove effective for smallmouth, especially in practice. Uh, I can say because I did that last Sunday, actually. 
Um, hopefully, I'll have a video coming out on that soon. Uh, with that being said, I had a new Chasing Hardware episode drop on the Be The Fish YouTube channel last night. Uh, if you guys want to head over and check that out from the Susquehanna River. Um, Andy's been putting out a bunch of content here. Head over to Full of Fishing. Check out his YouTube channel. We got that all down below uh, with all the discount codes where you guys can save money on our amazing show partners. And uh, we might be having some stuff here in the hopper coming up for this fall that would we'll be given back to you guys. But there's some, there's some really big stuff that is brewing behind the scenes with this platform. Um, and it is the only reason it's happening is because it's all credit to you guys. So thank you for that. Uh, if you guys listen at all on the MP3 and you've not already, please leave us a rating and review because that helps us out big time, especially on the MP3 side. Uh, and then for folks on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, tell your friends about us. We want to keep spreading this knowledge. And uh, we're not we're not experts, but we know enough to get the uh, the juice out of the experts that yeah. we have on our show. So we appreciate all you guys. Uh, the show's always been awesome, and uh, it's only going to go up from here. I just, I just want to throw a little side note in this, right? We are all here together because we have one thing in common for the most part, and that's yes. we all want to learn more about bass fishing because we're learning endlessly. The day you stop learning about bass fishing, you might as well quit because you know it all and nobody knows it all. So That's right. Hell to the yeah. Well, folks, we appreciate you guys. Uh, looking forward to uh, watching this event over on Hawaii. And again, uh, for you guys that are still uh, staying on here, Thursday at 11 in the morning, if they don't get canceled for wind, uh, Omnia Fishing is doing a dual broadcast with Bassmaster uh, where you can also order some baits while you're watching Bassmaster Live. I will be co-hosting uh, as a guest host per se at 11 a.m. on Omnia Fishing. So make sure you guys go tune into that. be cool to see you guys show up. We'll love to see some serious angler comments in that broadcast, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll hopefully we'll see you guys there. Without further ado, see you guys on Friday. Peace. <laughs>